Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Let's talk local elections. We got a bunch of them. The uh, early voting ended on Saturday. Election day is tomorrow. And thanks to the uh, campaigning of our former president, a lot of Republicans were just flat out refused to vote early. Uh, So I'm anticipating a lot of people showing up at the polls tomorrow in Mecklenburg County and all around the state for the municipal races, right? Right? All voters in Mecklenburg County are going to be able to vote for uh, the at-large races at uh, in Charlotte-Mecklenburg schools. There is a $2.5 billion bond. You can vote against that if you would like, or you could allow your taxes to go up. Um, 30 projects across the district. We've got two of the three at-large seats that are going to be open because the incumbents are not running for re-election, thank heavens. Um, there are also city council races in Charlotte. There are just the, uh, well, I'll get into it. City council races, there are also town council or commission uh, races all around the state. These are municipal uh, elections. Tuesday. Polls open 6.30 a.m. They close at 7.30 p.m. And as the Charlotte Observer points out, if you are in line at your assigned polling place at 7.30, you will still get to vote. You will still be able to cast your ballot. Um, so let's go through, and I did get an email uh, on Friday about this. And the I will tell you, um, I don't make endorsements of candidates uh, I'll tell you who, like, I'm going to go vote for or I did vote for. I don't have any problem telling people that stuff. Um, but I understand why some people don't uh, don't say, what, you know, how they voted or whatever. But um, I'm just I, I'm, I'm just for a full disclosure on all that stuff. So my what I have found, my research on the school board races uh, is that basically everybody that's running is just varying shades of. Of, well status quo, educrat, lefty leaning types of people. Now, I don't know all of, I don't know how they're all going to govern because like they're all new faces. They're all new people. So I, I I don't know. I am aware of the unity slate. That is Annette Albright. I met her at an event and I appreciated her coming out to the event uh, where I was one of the speakers. We were talking about polling. It was with the John Locke foundation and she showed up there, but that's just smart. She's advertising as well as the other, um, uh, Unity Slate uh, candidates, uh, uh, Claire Covington and Michael Johnson, they're all advertising here on WBT. So they're trying to, um, you know, to hit a broader uh, voter pool than just talking to voters where Democrat voters are. Um, they were attacked. I went over this last week on Friday. They were attacked by uh, one of the uh, board members currently on, uh, on uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg School Board, uh, Jennifer De La Hara who is uh, sort of like the, the leaker supreme to the, uh, the left-wing rag Queen City Nerve. 
and uh, she's not running for re-election. But she's been, along with Carol Sawyer, they've been uh, running these uh, hit pieces. Uh, they've been leaking hit pieces to uh, and, and criticisms against the unity ticket. But the unity ticket, like, they also come from Democrat pedigree. Some of them are unaffiliated now, but, you know, if, if you're just going to go based solely on on their uh, party affiliation, because it's, it's you know, it is kind of difficult to, to ascertain how somebody's going to come down on every single issue that comes before the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Board of Education. Same thing with, like, judges, and that's why people use the heuristic of a party affiliation. But I got to tell you, um, the very fact that um, that Delahara is attacking them makes them makes them better than all of their other opponents of that same persuasion, except for one person who is not of that persuasion, actually, and it's Bill Fountain. And I had Bill Fountain on the program uh, last time he ran for uh, a, a school board, I believe, and uh, he's been showing up at school board meetings regularly now for, I guess, what, well, for years. Since I've come back to town and I've been watching the school board meetings, you know, when I'm particularly, you know, um, uh, insomniac and I can't get to sleep, I I will put on the school. No, I'm kidding. But I like I will watch some of the school board meetings and he comes down and he speaks and he's been a vocal opponent to the curricula, to the uh, to the leftist indoctrination, to the books being provided to kids, right, by critical race theory, all of that stuff. So so you got you got a couple options here. If. Um, you know, if you want more of the same, then go pull the Charlotte Observer's list of endorsed candidates. I think they're endorsing Shamaya Haynes. Um, I think they're also endorsing Liz Monterey and Monty Witherspoon. Lenora Ship is the incumbent. She's the only one running for re-election on the school board at large, which means the whole county votes. We have no districts to vote in this time around. Because they're staggered elections. So the at-large, countywide seats are up for uh, elections. So there are three of them. And two of the incumbents not running again. Lenora Ship is the one incumbent who is. Now, I will say in the past, Lenora Ship has voted against some of these other more left-wing moonbat board members. So she does show some level of autonomy. I, 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 I have noticed that. However, so you got some options. You want to keep status quo? I'd say go along with what the... Uh, Charlotte Observer's endorsing. Those are the Democrats. Those are the ones that the Observer feels most comfortable with carrying the torch for DEI, CRT, SEL, right? All of the, the you know, down with the lockdowns and the masking and all of that stuff. You, that, that's your, those are your choices there. Then you have the unity ticket, which Delahar is opposed to, and I suspect that makes them somewhat better than the the endorsed slate from the Observer. But Bill Fountain, um, he is sort of the one candidate alone that I have seen that is different than these others. So here, this is a strategy. It has uh, it, it rarely works, but it is a strategy. I have done this myself in years past in different races, and it's called a single shot. When you have three uh, three seats that are open in an at-large race or any race, really, you have three seats that are up. And they're going to take the top three, don't say vote getter, votainer, right? Top three, the top three finishers, the top three votainers, they win the seats. So instead of giving 
three people one vote apiece, you just give one person one vote and you leave all, you leave your other two selections blank. And that helps to offset what otherwise would have gone to somebody else. Like if I would have also vote for uh, Capehart, Peggy Capehart, if I would have also given her a vote, then she, because it's a cumulative tally, right, she then could get all of these other votes from all of these other people that would not have voted for Bill Fountain. And now I've added to her total. Why would I want to add to her total? So if you single shot, you have an outside chance of maybe getting your single shot candidate in at like the third slot. Like I said, it doesn't work very often, but it is a tactic. That's at the school board. And I did get, uh, it was from Chris, and I think that's what he did too. Um, all right, the one that stood out, made the most logical sense was Bill Fountain. So I single shot Bill Fountain. Um, I submit that on Monday you announce your conclusion to my request, then reveal I had decided to single shot Bill Fountain and that the listening audience do the same. After all, Mecklenburg County is cobalt blue. Therefore, the above strategy may be the only way to have a person exercising common sense being elected to the school board. Um, no, it's not a violation of rate. No, I don't. Like, like I said, I don't make endorsements. I'm not telling you you should vote for this person. I'm saying that's the tactic if you want to do it. Me personally, I'm either going to do that or I may throw in a vote for um, for. Uh, Annette Albright, only because she showed up at the at the event, and she was willing to talk to people. And to me, that goes that goes uh, a pretty good distance. Uh, and of course, that she was attacked by Jennifer De La Hara, and so like, <laughs> and she responded to the attack on a Facebook group. And I went over that last week as well. And so kudos to her. And she explained, like, you know, you're attacking me because we hired some treasurer. Who just he was a recommended person. He's nonpartisan. It's just software that he's using, and you say it's like because it's not Act Blue, the software uh, uh, donation platform. So, yeah, again, not telling you, not endorsing, just saying that's probably what I'm gonna I'm gonna go along and do what uh, what Chris said he did as well. The single shot in the school board election. I'll do that. I might throw a vote over to Annette Albright. Uh, it looks like Trump's attorney says that. The New York Attorney General star witness lied and then crumbled. That would be Michael Cohen, which I am as shocked as you are. Michael Cohen lied? Really? No way. That's... All right, in the race for Charlotte Mayor, we've got... We actually have a Republican uh, running. Missun Kim, Republican. Vi Lyles is the incumbent. And we have a Libertarian, Rob Yates, running as well. In the at-large seats, by the way, it really is important. Republicans living inside Mecklenburg County and inside Charlotte city limits, even though there are a few races for you to vote in, it really is important that you go and vote. In the at-large seats, um, we do not have a single Republican. We have... um, Dimple Ajmira, incumbent. James Mitchell, Smudgy Mitchell, in Democrat incumbent. Lawana Slack Mayfield, Democrat incumbent. And Victoria Watlington, Democrat incumbent. So that's, that's the four-person Democrat slate currently in office and 
uh, looking to remain in office. Although I, I should say Victoria Watlington is not, she's running at large. She was a district rep, so she's running at large. Um, but she is an incumbent, but just not for that one seat. She's trying to go at large. So what are your choices if you are inside uh, the Charlotte City limits and you want to vote in the city council? Well, there is a libertarian candidate. So once again, the single shot uh, strategy is available to you. If you are uh, inside city limits and you don't like any of these Democrats that are running the city council and you have nobody else to vote for, so you're like, ah, I'm not going to vote. You, you do have somebody to vote for. Even if you just count it as a protest vote, you can go in, uh, and uh, pull the lever for Stephen DeFiore second. Um I always, but like, I, I don't like uh, governments, uh, bodies uh, that have only one party. You, you always have to have somebody from the opposition party on the body. Because otherwise, there's stuff that gets done behind closed doors. And I don't mean in like a closed session. I mean inside the party apparatus that people on the outside of the apparatus don't have any sight lines into, you know. When, when the Democratic Party in, in Mecklenburg or in, in Charlotte control all these seats, little personal slights and petty grievances at uh, you know certain Democrat Party functions and gossip and backstabbing and all of that stuff, that occurs. All the time it occurs. And um, when you don't have somebody from the opposition party in the uh, in the closed sessions or at these events or uh, at least on the dais that is th- that then gets some sort of a sightline into some of these uh, personality conflicts, then you don't ever know. You really don't ever know like what's driving a particular decision. So it really is important to have minority representation. I know Democrats usually talk about that sort of thing, but they really don't believe it. They believe it if, if it's, you know, it, if they can use that argument to gain power, but once they have the power, they're not interested in making sure that Republicans have a voice on city council. They don't care. They prefer there be zero Republican voices on city council or county commission or school board. That's what they call fair representation. That's what they call democracy. We have in the district three race, a Republican James Bowers running against Tijuana Brown. That's the seat. I believe that's opened up by Victoria Watlington. And then of course, we have the District 6 seat. This is currently held by Tark Bakari, one of the only two Republicans on city council. It's a district. He barely won it last time. He's running again against the woman who ran against him last time, Stephanie Hand. She lost by like like less than 400 votes. We'll take a look at the, at that race a little bit more in depth, plus go around the, uh, around the horn of the six quote-unquote small towns. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? 
Tomorrow is election day. If you didn't vote early, uh, you missed the opportunity. Um, and so that means you got to vote tomorrow. And so there's a lot of pressure to go vote tomorrow. And look, I'm going to go vote tomorrow. I want to go. I've not been to my local. I've, I've voted early before, but I have not been to my local precinct. So I want to go to my local precinct and just, you know, get a lay of the land out there, see who's coming out to talk to candidates, see what the turnout looks like, all of that. Um, so I'll be voting tomorrow, I think probably after work, after I get off air. I'll probably go and hit the polling place. The polls close at 730. Um, and I believe we got coverage tomorrow night, right? Bo and, or Bo and Beth going to be here. And, well, Bernie will be here also. So you may want to, I mean, just tune in specifically for his analysis. <laughs> uh, um, do we know who else they have got in studio? Okay, he does. He's shaking his head. He's just here to run the board, people. No, I don't know. Are you running the board? Is John Moore going to be back there too? TJ? Tommy? I think Tommy's going to be here. John Moore is supposed to be here. What are you doing then? Uh, getting people on the phone, I guess. What is Tommy know. doing then? It's, right. it's Tommy's shift on the board. Nice. So okay. John Moore asked if I was ready for the fun tomorrow night. Well, it's That a, makes me assume that he'll be here. Maybe, but it's a municipal race mainly. you got the school board, you know, countywide, but... Not a lot of races, so it's not going to be a. It's not going to be a crazy night. It's the thrill of election. Yeah, night. it shouldn't be a crazy night. You're not going to be here till like one a.m. Probably. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um. All right. So this District Six uh, City Council race, Tark Bakar, you heard you, uh, you you hear his ads running. Stephanie Hand, she's got ads now here on WBT as well. And I went over this last week uh, that it turns out she's been you know telling people that uh, she's uh, she's got all this experience. As a uh, as a manager of some sort of uh, uh, of airports, and so she learned all this stuff while being uh, uh, a director of airports up and down the East Coast, and whatever she's made a whole bunch of these claims. Turns out, no, actually, not really. Um, she was like in charge of was like Marriott or something, HMS host Marriott something, basically the food court, like the manager of like these operations that that exist in airports, not the airport itself. So she hasn't really responded to criticisms or, or questions about this. Uh, the, the Charlotte Ledger has been asking her. Um, they were the ones that initially broke the story. And uh, they say that despite her statements that she has run airports, it appears her experience is with airport concessions vendor HMS Host. Hand did not reply to our inquiries. However, on the public radio station, Steve Harrison um, reported on in his newsletter that, quote, when Inside Politics asked Hand why she wasn't more clear about her resume, she did not directly answer. I tell you what, this is what you want on city council. Um, she says instead, or he says instead, she noted that she was an executive at a Fortune 500 company and was the executive operations manager at Charlotte Douglas and other venues along the East Coast. So she didn't actually answer the question. She just, again, continued to just tout her kind of sort of experience at the airport, leading people to believe that she ran the airport when she did not. She's never been an employee of the Charlotte Douglas airport. Bakari has sought to make an issue. Oh, you might say he pounced. He Maybe, maybe he's seizing on it. He's running ads here on BT, along with a mailer that went out that shows Stephanie Hand dressed as an airline pilot. 
above the words, not who she says she is. Hand said in an ad Sunday that, quote, it's time for responsive, compassionate, positive change. That's funny, though. She says she'll be responsive, but she's not responsive to the questions about why she lied about her resume. It's a brain buster. What else do we have here? Um, oh, yeah. Hang on a second. I will come back to the District 6 race in the next hour because it, um, it connects to, a, um, to this larger issue of panhandling and homelessness uh, that's become a bit of an issue in that district race, but also nationally. So I'm going to uh, circle back, like uh, Jen Pisaki might say, I'll circle back on that. Um, let us bounce down to Huntersville. Or up to, I should say. Up to. Huntersville. Voters are going to get to pick a person for mayor and up to four people for board of commissioners. Um, Commissioner candidate Amber Kovacs did not respond to the Charlotte Observer survey. Commissioner candidate Mike Devoney uh, could not be reached for comment. So uh, they got all these links and stuff on the Charlotte Observer page. Uh, But I can tell you, like we covered last week, Christy Clark She's running for mayor. She's a former state representative, and she is also a liar. Uh, when questioned about uh, or the mailer that went out from a conservative group saying that uh, she was, uh, uh, you know, uh, anti-gun and uh, abortion until the moment of birth, and she lied about positions she has taken on those two very topics. Um, so you got a liar running, Christy Clark. She's running for mayor. Uh, that's going to be pretty bad if she wins. Then there's uh, Derek Partee, uh, who... You've heard Brett Jensen cover the story. You heard it today as well. You got commissioners that don't want even female commissioners that don't want to sit next to the guy because of inappropriate comments he's been making. I don't know if he's sniffing people's hair or anything like Joe Biden. I'm just saying there are people that don't want to be in the room with him or sit next to him because of his behavior. Also, he has that record that goes back to Long Island when he worked for government up there and he got he got fired for watching porn in the office. And that's not even like watching it on a computer screen, like, oops, I clicked the wrong button or something. I totally thought X meant something else. No, 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 no. This is like you got to bring in the VHS tapes. Like you got to go get your hands on uh, like a, a, on a VHS t- a tape and bring it in and put it into a VCR. You got to wheel the TV in or whatever into the room. Like it, this is an operation, you know. This isn't just simply, oh, I, I hit the wrong button on a on a laptop. So those are your choices if you want to, you know, be a bit of a poop show. Those are your choices. Then you got Dan Boone. And I got to tell you, knowing nothing else about him, I like the cut of his jib. Daniel Boone, I've heard a lot. He's got an inn somewhere uh, towards the western part of the state, I hear. Fantastic food, I believe. Also, uh, uh, quite the fashion mogul, as I understand it, with the hats. A haberdashery giant. No, I'm kidding. Dan Boone, he's he is he's your non-lying, non-porn watching in the office uh, candidate. Choose wisely, Huntersville. I went over some of the commissioners as well last week. Like Amanda, well, I, I called her dumbass, but apparently she pronounces it do miss. With let's hope she does. Let's hope she does. Top, uh, yeah, top four. Top four, go in. Again, I don't make endorsements. But 
if I were voting in Huntersville, which would be illegal because I don't live in Huntersville, and now they require a photo ID, so I would get totally busted if I tried. Um, but I, I would vote for a fellow by the name of Eric Rowell because he comes on the program. He talks to him on the show, and I like him. He's a good guy. So I would vote for him. If I could, but I can't, I'm not endorsing. I'm not telling you, you should. I'm just saying. Also, thank you. I got a tweet here uh, from Mama Tooted. That's her name. I, look, it's on Twitter. It's a Pete tweet. Uh, and she says, uh, you taught us well. We are looking up all the nonpartisan voter cards, too. Right. So here's what you do. You can go to the, the Mecklenburg County Board of Elections page, and you put in the names of the candidates and you can pull up the voter search there is a there's a link on the left side for voter search you put in and you type in their first name last name mecklenburg county and it'll pull up their voter cards and you'll then be able to go and see all the races that they have voted you don't see who they voted for but you could see what races they voted in it'll show you also their party affiliation so if they're unaffiliated you can go and look through what primaries did they vote in in the past? And if you see somebody that has only voted in Democrat primaries or only Republican primaries, you got a pretty good idea of what their politics are, right? Because even though they're unaffiliated, they keep choosing to vote in a particular party's primary. Voter search tool. Bookmark it. Trust me. Um, I got a correction here. The uh, six board members in Huntersville, not four. Okay, because the observer says Huntersville voters can pick one person for mayor and up to four people for board of commissioners seats. So six board members in Huntersville, not four. Voters can choose up to six. Two incumbents running, so there are four open seats. All right, well, here they all are. Alicia Bergsman, Amanda Dumas, Frank Gammon, Jennifer Hunt, Matt Jones, Rob Kidwell, Justin Moore, John O'Neill, Edwin Quarles, Latoya Rivers, Eric Rowell, Anna Rubin, Nick Walsh, and Jamie Weidman. Um, also, you're going to get, if you're in Huntersville, you're going to decide whether to approve uh, $50 million in bonds for transportation projects, another $8 million for parks and rec, again, according to the Charlotte Observer. Um, and uh, one report from uh, Poll Watcher that I saw uh was that uh, there are a lot of people with the Democrats' voter card, their palm card. Uh, so if you are a Republican in Huntersville and you do not want to go the path of, of crazy, um, you need to go out and vote tomorrow. I mean, I would have preferred more people go out and vote early, but I know a lot of people are like, I've always voted on Election Day, and so therefore I'm always going to vote on Election Day. Like, okay, I hope you don't get... Hit by a bus. Well, I generally don't hope people get hit by buses. But also, like, on the way to vote, you know, something could happen. You could get sick, and then it doesn't matter. Your vote won't count, you know? Um, what else? Uh, do, 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 oh, I got an email about Weddington. Um, we have members on the city council attempting a coup, and they expect low voter turnout to achieve their desires. Last year, council persons in the developer's pockets attempted to push through the Weddington Green Project, an 81-acre downtown development. It was vetoed by our duly elected mayor. Okay, so technically it wasn't vetoed. 
Um, the mayor got a vote. It was a 2-2 split, and he voted against the project, so it was 3-2. And so now they want to get the mayor tossed out. There is this effort. They got a candidate recruited who apparently is just basically you know, in there to, to overturn that denial. So for people in Weddington, if you did not want that Weddington Green project in your downtown um, – I think it was in downtown, two and a half miles of land between Providence Road and Weddington. No, Um, Channel 9's Glenn Count said at the time it looked like the council was going to send the plans for the development back to the planning board because of the number of changes that were proposed, like getting rid of the townhomes. However, after a recess, the board reconsidered, voted to deny the project with the Weddington mayor, Craig Horn, casting the deciding vote. So um, that's the concern there is that there is an effort afoot to uh, sweep out a couple of those incumbents or sweep out the mayor uh, in order to take over the town council so they can then get the Weddington Green project approved. Um, do, 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 oh, back to the, um, right, back to the uh, uh, District 6 race because I found the, the Charlotte Ledger piece that I was trying to find earlier uh, with all of Stephanie Hand's uh, lies, basically. And, and that's what they are. These are lies. Uh, I got a message from Dan who says that the airline pilot Photoshop mailer is hysterical. I am sure you recall a few years ago when Alvin Green ran against Senator Tim Scott in South Carolina. Oh, but I do. Uh, And suffered under a similar cloud of bogus self-claimed experience. My favorite was the photo somebody posted of Alvin Green dressed as the Pope. Well, that was a real picture. What are you talking about, Dan? That was a real picture. No, he wasn't the Pope. I'm just kidding. His campaign, his campaign T-shirt. Do you remember what he wore for his campaign T-shirt? It was a green T-shirt, and it said "Green Family Reunion." That was his. That was his campaign shirt. Like when they go, like when your family goes for the reunions at the you know at the park, and you play kickball or whatever. And apparently, they made up T-shirts, and he got a T-shirt, and so that's what he would wear as his campaign shirt. It's got his. Oh, Mayor Horn is not running for re-election, says John. So who are they putting in in his place? Is that the other fella, Tom or something? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to go pull this up. Who do you recommend, John? Tell us who you endorse. (laughs) 